Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. and welcome back. If you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, we have arrived. We are here in the month of November, which you don't need me to tell you because you can just look at your calendar or your phone. But what you do need me to tell you is about the theme that I've chosen for the podcast and that she built this community this month. And if you're new here and you're like, wait, what? themes? There's a community? What is happening? Uh, Allow me. I am Emily Aborn, the host of the show, leader and founder of the She Built This Community, and a content writer, hence the themes, for women entrepreneurs. And this podcast is really my happy place where I get to combine all of those things, bring that all together to help educate, inspire, share, and have fun with you, my dear listener. The community is an online group where we are really committed to cheering one another on, collaborating, supporting, and getting a place to stretch our me muscles. That is, the things that make me me and the things that make you you. And I really believe that with the right community by your side, you get to lean more into what makes you you because it's a place where you can feel like you belong being yourself. So if you want to learn more about She Built This specifically, it is a one of a kind, really unique community and you can learn more at shebuiltthis.org. My guest today, Teresa Schloop, is a great example of what can happen with the community and the ripple effect therein. So let me explain and then I'll share a little bit more about what we're talking about today and how it relates to the November theme because I am pretty sure that I promised you I would do that and I haven't done that yet. So Teresa was introduced into my world by Crystal Nurple, organizing expert and founder of Loving Your Home Club. Crystal found out about She Built This on Instagram, jumped in headfirst as a VIP member and particip- peer group participant extraordinaire. And Crystal got wind of my marketing Momentum Lab program that I did back in the summer Crystal told Teresa, Teresa signed up, and then Teresa and I ended up having several people in common in addition to being a great place for her to refer me clients and me to refer her clients. So vice versa. Um, And I know that some She Built This members have already started working with Teresa on various projects as well. So all of this to say, I know that last month was the month about collaboration, but we're kind of keeping that theme going a little bit this month because here's the thing, when done right, it is a ripple effect and it can be a beautiful thing that just keeps building and building and growing. One of the things I really appreciate about Teresa when she was in my marketing momentum lab is that Teresa is not the kind of person that just like sticks to the rules because they're rules when it comes to your website and the way that you run your business. She makes sure that what she's doing with someone else's website and with her own is really aligned with how they actually want to run their business, which brings me to this month's theme, systems. Now, before you glaze over and you're like, no, Emily, we don't want to deep dive into Trello and click up, rest assured, it is not 
going to be a month of that. This is about really designing and implementing systems that work for you because my desire for you is that you build the life and business that you want and having the right systems in place can help you do that. I've recently done a plunge into my own customer experience uh, system, we'll call it, and I'm building a robust and stunning machine, if I do say so myself, that helps me not to have to be the one manually manually orchestrating every step of the onboarding process. Like I'm giving my customers a way better experience on their end and it's easier for me. So that's a win-win. Plus it also helps to increase my consistency. That way I'm able to test what is working and what's not working because my process is the same every single time. So here's where we're going this month on the podcast. Today, we're talking to Teresa Schloop about your website being part of your bigger business systems. This is the content that works for you, the customer interaction system that works for you, how often you update things, and more. And one thing I really love that Teresa brings forward is how she reframes this concept of a website to being a vision board that attracts your ideal client. I've never heard anyone say it like that, and I really loved it. And as a person that writes copy for a whole lot of websites in collaboration, often with great web designers like Teresa, I couldn't agree more. And I loved her perspective on what the website really is, what it can do for you when it's done right, right for you, that is. Um, After Teresa's episode, we will hear from Tina Brinkley-Potts, who talks about how to increase your streams of revenue, create effective systems, and how automation really is one of the keys to being able to take you further. Tina has some beautiful ways of sharing her message and beliefs, and I think you're really, really going to appreciate that conversation. And then I have two more awesome guests, one who's been a guest before, Lisa Zerotny, and we're going to be talking about like what the steps are to actually creating systems that work for you, no matter what problem you're looking for it to solve. And I'm also chatting with Daniel C., which I'm super excited about, the author of Space Makers. This book is all about taking a break from tech and having a system in place that allows you to cleanse yourself of tech on a regular basis, daily, weekly, monthly, etc. And somewhere in there amongst those episodes, uh, yours truly will be talking about my own systems and organization. I mean, we'll see. I might be inspired by something else between now and then. But that's where I'm planning to go this month. And all I have to say is, if this is your first time here, you're not a regular listener, Uh, Thank you for being here. And please make sure that whatever podcast app you're using, you follow, subscribe, do whatever it tells you to do so that you can make sure that you hear these episodes when they come out every Wednesday. And with that, on that note, let's dive in. Teresa Schloop is my guest today. She's a WordPress and Squarespace web designer. Teresa has been handcrafting gorgeous website designs for confident female service-based entrepreneurs since 2011, helping them to stand out rather than blend in. She lives in South Dakota with her husband, Todd, along with three dogs, Marley, Tooney, and Presley, two cats, Frankie and Percy, and a flock of ninja chickens. I don't know what a ninja chicken is, but it sounds intense. She is a lifelong learner and loves cooking, cocktail hour, and of course, creative designs. Hi, Teresa, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Uh, We got to spend a lot of time together when you were in my marketing momentum lab over the summer. And we've also danced in a couple of other 
communities that are similar. So I just love that we get this opportunity to like have a concentrated chat. Me too. I have been looking forward to this. So to start, um, you know, I can read your bio and and tell the story in the way that you've written it. But I would love to hear in your in your words what your story is, like how you got started. I think that website designers, so often what I hear is it's like copywriters and content writers. We just kind of like stumble into what we've done. <laughs> and we're like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. So I would love to hear your story and like what made you fall into being a web designer? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story to me. I think it makes me laugh, but I was in technology for years, um, working with basically the support aspect of technology. So I built a technology support desk for a local university from the ground up and um, was immersed in all things technology. And I knew enough about most things to understand but I wasn't really an expert on anything other than customer service from a technology point of view. And if anyone's ever worked in a call center, it is high burnout. Um, The fact that I lasted 12 years is just a miracle. And honestly, I think it's because nobody else wanted the job and I was just waiting for somebody who would step in. And so in 2011, I left technology completely behind and decided I was going to be a life and wellness coach. And I went back to school and I did all the things to completely change my career and then discovered about two years in that while I love the coaching industry, I did not love being a life and wellness coach. It was a huge aha moment for me because I had invested so much into building my first business, into trying to create something new. And I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do other than I knew I wanted to continue working for myself. So one summer I stopped actively looking for clients and I decided I was going to build a couple websites just for fun and to make some money over the summer so that I had time to regroup and think about what my next chapter was going to be. And by the end of the summer, I was book solid as a web designer. Um, And I loved it. I loved every aspect of it because it brought in the techie stuff that I loved, but the client support piece that I missed. And, and here we are. I love that you said, Oh, just for fun. I built a website like that to me is never fun. (laughs) So I think that truly shows that that is something that you love and that it is your passion. Um, and bonus points, you're amazing at it. So thank you. Um, okay. So, you know, I what I really love about like any business we start, anything that we create, it's like our products and services, you know, anybody, there, there are a lot of other people designing websites. There are a lot of other people writing content. There are a lot of other people doing the things that we're doing. But what makes you different as a web designer? Like what sets you apart from all of the other people in the crowd? Why are people choosing to do business with you? And I'm going to say, because I know you a little bit, maybe that includes like some of the things that are your unpopular opinions. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say unpopular opinions are part of it because as a web designer, I almost always break the rules and I'm using air quotes here, which you can't see, but like there's in the entrepreneurial world, there's so many ideas and rules around what a website is has to be or should be. And 
honestly, that's one of the things that I will be the first one to break. Like there's a lot of good pieces that work for a website and there's certain things like you absolutely want, like how to contact you and what you do and who you are. But when it comes to building a website, I don't follow a, a particular mold. I wrap or I design my websites around my clients specifically, what they do, what their strengths are, how they want to show up in the world, how they show up in the best possible way. And so I think that's kind of one of the biggest pieces that sets me apart is because there is no one size fits all. There are no cookie cutter websites that are going to support everybody. It really has to be geared specifically to who you are and how you show up as your best self. Okay. I think that's a great place to start. So when you are starting with somebody and you're helping them create that website that is really structured around them, um, what does that look like? Like, what are some of the questions that people need to ask themselves when they're kind of considering these elements? So for me, what it looks like is when we dive in, like it is a deep dive in really getting to know my clients. I want to know what their values are, what they think people or how they want to be perceived, um, how they want, you know, where their strengths are. Like when it comes to communication, some people are great at email. Like you're amazing at emailing people back. Other people are not as good at that. You know, like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How can we, you know, or get around all of those pieces. And I just, I, it, it, for me, it's just getting to know you really, really well. And it's very intimate in a way because I want to know everything about you because that's how I create that website that is structured around you and how you show up. This kind of brings me to um, an interesting question because I think so often, and, and maybe this is actually kind of accurate, but like, I think that people wrap up everything in their business. Like they want their website to do everything for their business. So I'm curious to know in, if like you have a different opinion than that, what do you think a website is really like for? What is the purpose of the website? That website, well, honestly, this is kind of an odd opinion, but to me, a website is a vision board that engages your dream customers. It's your vision board of what you want to bring into the world to make your corner of the world a better place. And it engages the people you dream of working with, not just people willing to hire you, maybe, but people that you dream of working with. Because let's face it, it's hard being an entrepreneur. And if you were working with people that are not your dream customers, it's burnout is just inevitable. Um, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, do you feel like you know, just as much as your customers choose you, you choose them. And have you, and have you turned people away? Absolutely. I, I really think it's got to be a good fit because it's just not going to be a successful project on either end. If I don't feel like I resonate with the customer or if I feel that they're maybe not resonating with me. And so I will be happy to say, you know what? I, I don't know that I'm the right fit for you. Here are some other web designers that I know that you may want to talk to. And I'll be happy to refer them off to some other web designers that I know do amazing quality work. Because in the end, this is a partnership, a business partnership. When you work with me, you get me for a year and we are going to be closely connected. So it's got to feel good on both sides. Yeah, let's um, real quick, because that is something I think that you do different than some web designers is you actually like 
are with people after the design is complete. So can you just explain like the other pieces and parts that you offer after the initial design? So one of the things that I shifted and changed very early on in my business is like most web designers, once the website is launched, you have like 30 days and then they're like, okay, go forth. Good luck. We'll see you whenever. But what I noticed is that after 30 days, there was times that clients, they weren't really feeling, they thought something was going to work really well on their website. And then they realized that it didn't. And they were wanting shifts Mm. and they were wanting changes. And so now I partner with my clients for a whole year where it's from the the, the design, the creative piece before design, and then after launch, making sure that that website is truly working for them, doing monthly strategy or quarterly strategy sessions with them that align with their business goals and what shifts we may need to make in their website to align with those goals. And most of my clients actually stay with me after that year because I have a great maintenance package where we meet again, monthly or quarterly, whichever they choose, so that we're always growing the website along with the business rather than having a website that's going to be stale and stagnant in a couple years. And then it's that huge investment to start all over. My clients never have to start all over because we grow their website with them. Yeah. And I really want to talk about that, like what it means to have a website that is like helpful for you as a business owner. Um, But I have one question before I ask that question. Um, So get ready. (laughs) Um, When it comes to like what people are actually like, what do you think that website visitors really want to know about us as the service providers or as the people that they're about to buy from? Like what is the most important thing for us to include on our websites? How you can make their life easier. That's really what it is. We search people out because there's something missing in our life and we need Mm. to simplify it. We need help. We need support. And we need to have somebody that we can really trust and not have to manage. And that's the key to me is like, what is it that you're doing that's going to make their life better? That's what we need to get out there right away. I, I love that. That's really good. And that's good for as a service provider to really reflect on because like, yes, you know, all of the wonderful transformation and the things that you're going to do. And it's, it's lovely to paint that picture, but also mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, how am I making your life better? How am I making your life easier? Um, because that's the question that they're asking when they come. So thank you. And, and I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to digress. I was like, I should digress here, but I will not. Okay. Um, so when it comes to our websites working for us, I love what you said about like, I am very good at email. However, I will totally call myself out. I don't like when people, like, I don't like having my calendar link out there because I don't like when people just book a spot on my calendar and I have no context or or I don't know what the call is about or I haven't had time to prepare. So taking into consideration things like that, like how can your website actually help you with like mm, being the best version of yourself and like setting boundaries in your business? So that's one of the things that I dive into, especially when we're talking about content for the the contact page, is how do you respond best? And so for me, I love my calendar link out there. 
it's the most prominent thing on my on my contact page. And I flat out say the best way to connect with me is to schedule time with me. And the reason is, is that I will then dedicate 100% of my time focused on you in that call, whereas I'm often distracted and I have emails chiming and phones ringing and, and my pets, I have a lot of critters in this house driving me crazy. So email, not a great thing because I get so much of it. But anyway, that's just me. I'm digressing here. I don't want to do that. So what? that's what I want to know is like, what is the strongest point for you? And when it comes to building your own contact page, I ask people, you know, like to think about how do you respond in the best possible way? That should be your primary point of contact. If you're terrible at email, don't put it in there. If you don't do texting, say call, don't say call or text. Like I don't do texting with my clients because um, it's just one more thing that I have to manage. But be really clear and only include the contact methods that work for you that you're good at because that's how you're going to show up as your best self. That's how you're going to make your potential clients feel seen and heard. And that's how you're going to really drive things in the right direction. And what other factors do you see as being important? Let's say when it comes to like your services, your about, like, are there other ways in the website that we can structure it to also work for us while, while meeting that ideal client where they're at? Well, well, this is, and this is still on the contact page, but put your business hours out there. Mm. That's another way to say, here's when I'm available and, and subtly say, here's when I'm not available. Because people, if you say, you know, I'll respond within 24 hours, but you don't work weekends. Now you're not meeting the commitments you put on your website. So put your business hours out there. And then in this case of the services, list the services that you want to attract. Not the things that you necessarily will do, but what you want to attract, because that's where you're going to really, you know, build the business that you want. And you're going to be focused on doing the services that you enjoy doing. And a good example of that is that I don't list that I do e-commerce websites because I really don't love doing e-commerce websites, but I do do them on occasion when it feels right for me. And so I only list the services that I want to attract. And again, that's putting that boundary up of saying, here's what I do world. This is what I want you to bring to me. Yeah. Like it's always okay if you want to make an exception or you want to talk about something some with somebody about something outside of the box. But I agree. Like yeah. don't say every single thing that you can do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And like, you're the CEO, you get to make exceptions when you want to, right. you have to communicate which exceptions you're willing to make. And again, that just creates that boundary line of here is what I do. And it starts attracting the work that you want to do versus anyone just reaching out. So what are your thoughts? Like when it comes to the actual design, um, I know you have like this less is more approach. And I'm wondering if that applies to the actual design itself, like how you're, what are, what are your thoughts on white space? You know, <laughs> like we don't need to get into all like design theory, but I'm just curious if you see things on people's website design, the actual design of it that make you like internally cringe. When there's a lot going on on a website, I am a big proponent of the right amount of white space. You don't want it to be a blank canvas, but you do want to give people an opportunity to digest the pieces on the website that they've seen. But when you look at a site like 
you know, almost like a news website where there's something flying at you from every different direction. It's too overwhelming. It's too stimulating for most of us. We'll hop off really quick. And so having that really good balance of that white space or imagery and words that allows people to feel comfortable as they go through your website and make it almost like a comfortable journey, like you're walking through a beautiful place. That's what I want people to feel when they land on a website, like they're taking a journey through a beautiful place that feels good and comfortable. I really, I mean, I think it's exactly what you said at the beginning, how it's like a, it is a vision board that engages your dream clients. I I have never heard a website described like that. I think that is so beautiful. And I think that's what we all want for our websites. Like we want people to come on it and be like, ooh, I really like this world (laughs) and stay there and engage in it and like learn more and and click on things. So I really love that you said that. Um, Have you, have you really narrowed down some of the services that you've offered? Like, did you start doing all the things at first in your business and then kind of like niche down into what you want to focus on? Or have you pretty much stayed steady doing what you're doing now the whole way through? Um, I still do a lot of all the things, honestly, just because I really love doing technology and design. Um, But for the most part, I would say that I have niched down and I stick with WordPress and Squarespace and, you know, uh, service space. Okay. You mentioned um, that there are elements that, you know, you said you kind of like break the rules around what a website should be and shouldn't be. But I'm curious to know, in your opinion, what elements are like you pretty much should always have these things and then where there is opportunity for creativity and to explore new possibilities. Okay. So, so first of all, contact, make it really simple for everyone to contact you. I've actually worked with some clients before that were like, nobody is reaching out and it's because they had no contact page and their contact information was buried. So you have to make it super easy, like within one click for them to be able to contact you. I have a funny story about that. I had my button on my website say work with me instead of contact page. And I had a friend reach out and be like, is work with me services or contact? And I was like, no, it's contact, obviously. But like it was so not obvious to somebody coming onto the site that work with me meant contact me. So just make it so simple. Contact me. Make it really simple. Yeah. (laughs) Make it simple that a fifth grader would know exactly what to do to contact you yeah. is kind of my rule of thumb. And so like there, absolutely, you want to have that. Um, sometimes we get a little creative with our page titles and things like that. But for the most part, like your about page, you know, you can say like meet Emily or about or, you know, but get to the point and be really direct about those kind of things. But where the creativity comes into play is... Um, For instance, let's say that you have a blog, but you're not super consistent. It's really just articles that you toss up when you feel motivated to do so. That's where I would encourage creativity and don't call it a blog because a blog is a commitment of consistency offering valuable content to your audience. If you're just tossing something up once in a while, don't call it a blog. Call it articles. Call it inspiration. Call it tips. Don't call it a blog. Yeah. Coming from, from my heart to yours, I I agree with this remark. <laughs> yes. 
Yep. So, um, so that another fun place where you can be a little bit creative is like a testimonials page. I've seen people call it client love or um, accolades is one that I recently came across that I really liked. I think was a great fun word and really me- meshed with her brand well. Um, but that's a place to be creative, you know, but for the most part, like when it, you're wanting to tell them what your services are, say services, just be really direct and to the point. Because like you said, the confusion work with me is that, do I need to book an appointment if I go to that page? Do I have to, you know, what does it mean? Just be direct and to the point when it comes to the the key ones like contact services and about, I would say. Um, All right. Let's go to my rapid roundup questions, which I always like to put the disclaimer. These are not in any way actually rapid, like take your time. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm curious to hear like in your own life or in your business, what is lighting you up right now and exciting you? Oh gosh. Um, Okay, so weird thing. I don't know if it's really lighting me up or exciting me. I live a really quiet, boring life. We have five acres and no people around us. But I've started learning about wood burning and making wood burning crafts. So that's something that I've been interested in lately. I need to know more about this. I feel, is this like making fires in the wood stove or outside or like what is like design? So for example, my daughter and her husband just bought a house. And so I have a a pen, like a hot wood burning pen. And I created like some new spoons for their kitchen and wooden coasters. Like I wrote things on there. Oh, so cool. Okay. Um, I also live in the middle of nowhere and I feel like this is the perfect activity for like people that live in the, in the woods. So, um, I'm going to check that out and see some of these creations for myself on like Etsy or something. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. What are you reading right now? What do you like to read? Um, I love to read well, I'm a self-help. I mean, I'm constantly doing a self-help thing of some kind. Um, I like to read sci-fi, which I'm not actually reading any fiction right now. Right now I'm reading a book on um, Ayurveda. And it's I hate the title because I just think it's such a dim title. But it's The Complete Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, I think is, is what she calls it. Um, it is such an amazing book about health and wellness and this 5,000 year tradition of having a healthy lifestyle that is just really fascinating to me. But I, I love Ayurveda and learning about the doshas and that is a very non-Ayurvedic title. Like that is very, <laughs> I feel like they just did not nail that. <laughs> no. And she's considered like she has four words from Deepak Chopra and she's considered a leading expert in the field. So that title just drives me crazy. But it is such an amazing book. I'm actually reading it for a second time because I just got so much out of it the first time. I love that. Um, Just to like ping pong off that, I just read The Wisdom of the Enneagram. I don't know if you're into Enneagram, but I think I read it. I mean, I read the full thing twice, but I've read like so many of the different types, like at least five times. So I totally hear what you're saying. Like sometimes you just have to, sometimes you read a book once and you're like, and I'm done with that. Um, But sometimes you just have to keep on sitting with it and reading over it again and over it again. So I guess my, my next question would be like, what do you think your dosha is? So I am like, this is interesting here, but I am like a, 
a learned kapha, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I think traditionally I was more of a vada pitta, Mm -hmm. you know, but for me, like growing up, my family was constantly like, oh my God, sit still. And oh my God, quit fidgeting. And like, I had to learn to be this kind of slow, sluggish person (laughs) to be comfortable around my family because they just did not understand high energy. So fascinating. And I, I think it's similar with the Enneagram. Like a lot of the things about our types are like learned patterns and behaviors. So it might not actually be like your real type. So, but anyway, if you go to like a, if you go to like a practitioner, they can like take your pulse and tell you what you are. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. What does an average, so you said you live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I also live in the middle of nowhere and I like a boring, relaxing, simple life. Um, What does an average weekend look like for you? It's pretty low key. So um, something that I get teased about a lot, my mom has not lived anywhere near me for probably 20 years now. So we have coffee every Saturday morning at seven and chat on the phone. Um, And then it's, you know, to do a few chores around the house and maybe do some yard work or something like I don't want anything tying me. I don't want to be tied to yard work all the time, but I've been uh, re-landscaping my backyard this this summer. And so I actually dug stairs. We have this really steep backyard and I dug stairs into the backyard. And so I'm trying to get that all nice and clean and pretty. I think I'm going to have to edit this out. So my podcast, my husband doesn't hear this because so. <laughs> he'll be like, wait, why don't you help with the yard work? <laughs> oh, I only help with the backyard, the five acres. That is my husband. I have a small fenced in backyard. That is mine. That's so funny. Well, you're a better woman than I either way. Um, Okay. And then how can we find and connect with you online? Are you taking new clients? What do you, how do you like people to reach out? So you can find me online at webdesignsbyteresa.com and book a consult. That's the easiest way. I am taking a few more clients for the, the rest of the year, but then I'm booking into next year. Um, so there's that, but also I want to mention my blog, which is a separate website. It's teresashaloop.com. And in the blog, I have a free course library that is just a really great resource and place to start if you have more time than money right now. Ooh, okay. So I didn't know you had two. I will make sure both of those links are in the show notes um, so that people can find and connect with you. And just to once again, reiterate, it's Squarespace and WordPress, Yes, which which I think is always so helpful. Um, All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing and talking how we can like really set some guardrails around our businesses through our websites. Thank you for having me. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.